0: A native Houstonian called at the age of nine to preach God's word. He married the beautiful Bridget E. Harrison, who has co-labored with him in building a dynamic ministry recognized around the world as New Light Christian Center Church. One church, multiple locations in Texas. A pastor to pastors and a man after God's heart, his unwavering compassion for God's people along with his faithfulness to build into them purpose, power, and praise will continue yielding great results in the kingdom of God. Word of truth, please welcome Bishop I.V. Hilliard. Jesus, we just thank you for this day, and we thank you for this time around your precious word. Lord, we thank you for Jesus, that he's our high priest, he ever liveth to make intercession for us. And we thank you for your word, that your word is never void of power, you always confirm it with signs following. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, our teacher and our guide, and Father, we believe that he will manifest himself as the teacher, causing the complex to be made simple, that is our prayer. And Lord, since you know us name by name, situation by situation, home by home, I thank you that you will tailor this message to every listener today and those who will listen to it in the future in Jesus' name. So in advance, Father, we give you the praise. I step back. Holy Spirit, step forward. That is our prayer. You be glorified in the precious name of Jesus. And the believer said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Go with your Bibles to the book of Judges, the sixth chapter. Judges, the sixth chapter. It's the book of Gideon, it's it's a story of Gideon and we're going to learn some things from his story today that I believe will definitely bless your life individually and bless this church family. Amen. All right, Judges, the sixth chapter and we'll look there in verse uh, 16. All right? Let's have our smiling uh, exercise. Turn and look at the person next to you. Smile real big. Show them your pearly whites, your 32s, your 22s, your 10s, whatever you have left. <laughs> All right, let's raise our Bibles. Come on, church. Let's raise our Bibles. Repeat after me. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. Come on, say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. Is my Bible. I, am I, am I am what it says I am. I can do, I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer, not a doubter. I am a doer, not just a hearer. And my life is the better after having heard the word of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. All right, Judges, the sixth chapter, and there. Verse 16, it says, And the Lord said unto him, him here is referred to Gideon. He's talking to Gideon now and he's giving him instructions for his life. He says, uh, uh, And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Can I get you to underline that in your Bibles? If you can, one man. Everybody say one man, one man. Yeah, so here's what we're going to talk about today for our time. We're going to talk about releasing the potential of the corporate man. Releasing the potential of the corporate man. Everybody say corporate man. Yeah, now the corporate man, uh, that the term corporate man is not necessarily in scripture, but it's referred to in many passages uh, like the one we have today, that the, like the one we just read about as one man. Everybody say one man. Now, this one man term is throughout the Bible. This revelation that we, I'm talking to you today, I'll teach you today, is something my wife and I discovered years ago. Years ago, when our marriage was not that good and uh, things were not going that well, we've discovered the principle of agreement, the, the principle of being on one accord, and it was what pushed us out of our selfishness and pushed us to the place where we decided that we would do what was necessary to get in one accord. Now, we didn't call it the corporate man back there, but we understood the value of unity and understood why the devil works so hard to keep families in discord and husband and wives against each other and organizations fighting because he wants to steal the corporate man blessing from you. Amen, amen, amen. Now, while we're there in Judges, let's go now to Judges, the, um, the 20th chapter, and we're going to see it again. Everybody say, one man, one man. Yeah, we're going to see this term. It's used throughout the Bible. Uh, and uh, as we look at this, we're going to get a revelation from it today, all right? Verse eight, it says, and all the people rose as, talk back to me class, what? One man. One man. Now let's look at chapter, I mean, verse 11. Uh, same chapter, Judges 20, verse 11, it says, So all the men of Israel were gathered against the city, knit together as, talk back to me, what? One man. One man. All right, so we see this. Now go to the book of Nehemiah. We're going to see this thread throughout the Bible where he talks about this one man status. Because there's a lesson that God wants to teach us today that can radically change your life. So in Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 1 it says, And uh, all the people gathered themselves together as, there it is again, what class? One One man. All right, now, of course, now we could chase it through other scriptures, but in the mouth of two or three witnesses, the Bible says every word can be established. So thus far, we've established this whole one man status that God says, Folk get together, and when they work together, he sees us as one man. God deals with us uh, in, uh, in, uh, in three states, so to speak. First, the corrupt man. Everybody say corrupt man. Corrupt man. Yeah. The corrupt man is the man who's unsaved. And God wants, he, because of his grace and he loves and his love, he saves the corrupt man. Second status is the covenant man. Everybody say covenant man. Now the covenant man, once I get born again, I'm in covenant relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. He gives me his righteousness and with that comes certain privileges and benefits because I'm born again. Amen? But then when covenant people get together and they work together on one accord, they make up the corporate man or the one man. Everybody said corporate man. Now, now that corporate man, God sees that corporate man. When we work together on one accord, he sees us as the one man, the corporate man. And for that corporate man, the Bible says there are superior benefits, superior things that happen, superior blessings that happen when we can get on one accord and function as the corporate man. Can I get a witness in this house? Alright, now watch this, watch this, watch this. Now, we don't have two simple points. One whole point is this documented uh, revelation of the corporate man, which I'm dealing with now, and then what we're going to deal with the development of this corporate man. How do we, how, how do we get into the corporate man's state? But what I want to do now is lay out this foundation that, you know, of the blessings and the benefits, because what pushed us out of our selfishness and what keeps us in, uh, uh, keeps us where we are today is the respect we have for the corporate man blessing. The people want to, you know, uh, you know, uh, because, you know, those who knew us years ago would have never thought God would have done all that he's done in our lives. Got it? Because I got to tell you, in the early days, we could not get along. We loved each other, just couldn't get along. Okay, y'all, okay, y'all trying to play, but that's all right, that's okay, no problem. No, I didn't go this way in the early service, so it must be somebody, <laughs> who needs this. understand. Yeah, so, so that's all right, I know you can't say amen too loud because you get to the car, and then, what do you mean, amen, I got your amen, so I understand that, so, so I understand that, no problem, no problem. But what I want to lay out here, I want to lay out the benefits of this thing because if I can lay out the benefits of it, then you'll be motivated to do what's necessary uh, to uh, work together on one accord. Now, what, let's talk about this the superior benefits. Now, the scripture says this in Deuteronomy says, one can chase a thousand, right? One can put a thousand flight. All right, watch this. So it would stand to reason, if one could chase a thousand, two ought to be able to chase... 2,000. But see, with God, when the corporate man is at work, it's no longer addition, but it's multiplication. So the scripture reads one can chase a thousand, two chases 10,000, 10, all right? So I'm showing you the superior blessing and benefit of the corporate man's state. So that's why, as a family, you want to work together on one accord. As a church, you want to work together on one accord. You follow me? As husbands and wives, you want to work together on one accord. In a business setting, you want to work together on one accord accord because you want to manifest, you want to release the potential of the corporate man. Everybody say corporate man. All right, now watch this. Go with your Bibles now and let's study this in uh, in, Psalms 133. Psalms 133, and let's explore some of the benefits that if we can arrive at the corporate man state, what our expectations are. All right, verse 1, Psalms 133. Bless, behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. If I say sounds like? like. The corporate man. man. All right. It is like the precious uh, ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard. Went down to the skirts of his garments as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there, underline there, for there. There where? In the place of unity. There where? There, the place of the corporate man, so to speak. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. All right? So when we have arrived at the corporate man's status, we can expect supernatural provisions. Everybody says supernatural provisions. Everybody says supernatural provision. Supernatural, supernatural, supernatural. Yeah, supernatural provisions. He says, I'm going to command blessings. So when you're working on one accord, God's going to command some stuff to happen. Are oh, you listening to me? Folk will go out of their way not knowing because the commandment on God is on their lives to help you, to bless you. Amen. So when Lady Bridget and I, we got on one accord, we had struggled and struggled and struggled, but things start happening for us. Why? Because we were in the place of commanded, of the place of commanded blessing and supernatural provisions came. Boy, if I had some testimony time, I could testify to that, but I got to move on. Go with your Bibles now and let's look at another passage in Genesis chapter 11. We're looking at the superior blessings and benefit bestowed upon the corporate man's status. When two or more believers will work together in one, on one accord, work together in this spiritual alignment, work together for a common purpose that will glorify God, they can expect some incredible things to happen in their lives. Amen. All right, so there in Genesis chapter 11, and we'll look there in verse 6. Genesis 11 and 6, it says, And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they began to do. Everybody says, It looks like corporate man status. All right, it says, And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Wow. Everybody says, Supernatural. Progress. Progress. Yes, when the corporate man's status has been reached, Jesus. I mean, uh, uh, Genesis says here. He says, "And nothing will be restrained that they imagine. The, whatever you dream of can come to pass." Wow! Wow! That's good. That's good. That's good.
1: That's
0: good. That's good. Amen. Amen. Whatever you dream, I'm, I'm talking. About this thing is true. That's why I'm, me and my wife, we live in our dreams. I don't think there's anything we decided, we, we got an agreement on that didn't come to pass. No, I can't think of anything. Amen. <laughs> but but this, this is not just for me. Right. This is saying, if you can get your, you and your children, I don't have a husband. Well, praise the Lord. All right. No, no, I can't make you one. If I can make you one, I would, but I can't. But we got to work with what you got. You teach the children how to be on one accord with you. You manifest the corporate man with you and the children. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Now, now, this will make married folk drop their rocks. Right, quiet on that. See, that's, this is the this is service. Quiet, quiet. No, no, this will make you drop your rocks, quit fussing and fighting. Now, Lady B and I, we decided we'd argue one day a week. <laughs> now, we had to get some stuff straight, you see. But we decided, what's the sense in arguing every day? You're not accomplishing anything. You're messing up the atmosphere of the house. So we decide we'd have one day a week where we'd be, you know, dealing with stuff. And we would deal with it in a family meeting. When it was over, it's over. Let's go back to having fun. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right, now let's go to another passage in Matthew chapter 18. We're looking now at what happens when the corporate man's status is reached. We found out that there are supernatural provisions. And we found out there are supernatural, uh, uh, what else? progress all right and now we're going to find out something else in Matthew chapter uh, 18 and verse 19 Matthew chapter 18 verse 19 here uh, we see again uh, Jesus is teaching and he's teaching about uh, this point of agreement verse 19 again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree as touching anything uh, agree on earth as touching anything they shall ask everybody say sounds like corporate man it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For, watch this, where two or three are gathered together in my name. Everybody say corporate man. Corporate man. Right, look what he says. There am I in the midst of them. Everybody say supernatural presence. Supernatural. Wow. When we function on one accord, when we function as the corporate man, then we have, we've learned from, from the previous past, free, from previous passages, we learn we've got supernatural provisions. Yeah. The place of commanded blessing. Number two, we make supernatural progress. Nothing will be restrained that we imagine to do. And now we're learning we got supernatural presence. God says, I'm going to show up. I'm going to preach over here. God says, Are y'all seeing, that in there? y'all seeing that in the scripture now? So, So if I want his presence, Me and my wife, we get on one accord. A church on one accord. A people on one accord. He guarantees that he's going to show up. And you know, we sing and we shout about the presence of the Lord. And where his presence is, there's peace. And where his presence is, y'all understand all that. We want his presence. Amen, amen, amen. Now, 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 now. So then... When you understand the corporate man, now some things in the Bible start making a little more sense. Okay, we we took the, uh, Gideon is our our text story. And in in, uh, uh, Gideon, uh, he's, uh, the way the story starts off, he's threshing wheat in a cave. And that's really not the place you want to thresh wheat, but he's hiding from his enemies. You follow me? Angel appears and says, you mighty man of valor. Gideon knows he's a coward. So he said, "He looked around, you got to be talking about somebody else <laughs> because he's afraid of his enemies, you understand? And then the Lord tells him that he is going to uh, uh, win the victory over his enemies, the Midianites. And, and uh, it is said they were, you know, they were like a, a terrorist band. They, when they, they would just utterly destroy people. And God's telling Gideon, uh, they numbered somewhere between 132, 135,000. So Gideon calls and rallies the troops together, and uh, 32,000 show up. Now, he already outnumbered. He got 32,000, facing 135, some say 132,000. So he's already outnumbered, and God says, Gideon, you got too many. (laughs) And so he instructs Gideon, he says, Gideon, tell everybody who's afraid to go home. So the fearful go home and he's left with 10,000. All right, all right, he's already outnumbered when he got 32,000. God diminishes his ranks down to 10,000. He's grossly outnumbered and then God says, still too many. Uh-huh. It looks like God's trying to put the boy in a serious handicap. Yeah. <laughs> he says, all right, take them down by the brook, uh, by, by the river let them drink. And those who fall on their faces, forgetting about their purpose, you send them home. But those who kneel down, keeping their eye on the battlefield, you, and, and, and drink water like this, those are the ones I'm going to use. His ranks, his ranks are diminished down to 300. Now at first you want to feel sorry for Gideon. But when you understand corporate man, God has put him in a corporate man state. So now something supernatural, everybody say something supernatural. Something supernatural is about to happen because he's positioned now for supernatural provisions, supernatural progress, and a supernatural presence. Are y'all hearing this? Amen. Amen. If we're going to feel sorry for anybody, we need to feel sorry for the Midianites. Because yes. they're in trouble. Are right. oh, you listen to me. Yes. Now, so, so then, I course, okay, when I look at this, and, uh, you know, they, they, got, they, they got the victory. They got the incredible victory God gave with the 300. Because all the fearful were gone, the fleshful were gone, and the focus remained. Yes. I right, know, watch this. Okay, okay. Now, I'm starting looking at my own life because uh, 30 30 years ago, I stood up and I announced uh, (laughs) that our church was going to move forward in a different way. Our church would move forward. I'd be laying hands on the sick. I was sick. I was going to preach the word, teach the word, and that sort of thing. We had about 300 members. And the next Sunday, uh, 277 walked off. My membership went from 300 to 23 in one week. I lost 92% of my members when I shared the vision. Now, initially you start trying to feel sorry for me. But when you understand corporate man, what God did was he put us in a corporate man state. Because those 23 believed in everything that little young preacher was saying. They believed that a young preacher could take the gospel around the world. They believed that young preacher could build and all the things he said he was going to do. They believed we were in a corporate man place with the 23. And we start seeing supernatural provision. I'm going to shout by myself now. Super, are you listening to me? Supernatural progress. And we start experiencing his supernatural presence. And our church started growing right away. And for, for the last thirty years, we have never had a Sunday our church didn't grow. Yeah. Amen. Never. Wow. That's awesome. never. Never had a Sunday somebody didn't get born again. Never had a Sunday that uh that never had a Sunday that we didn't we didn't take in membership. I'm cool, I'll watch it next time. Yeah. Even though I'm cool, I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> All
1: right.
0: But I'm saying now, see, so you gotta be careful when you start crying out for of, of folk who leave you. And start respecting this corporate man, this corporate man state where you're with those who are agree- in agreement with you. Those who can work with you on one accord and God can do more. Are you listening to me? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. All right, down. it's time for, everybody say time to go to work, time to go to work. Right, now, here's what I got to do. If I'm going to reach this state, I have to number one, respect defined authority. Because authority sets order. Authority, everybody say authority. Authority. Establishes the order. Yeah, and so because when we're going to work on one accord, somebody's got to be in charge. Amen. And we have to respect the order. Everybody say respect order. order. All right, number two, there must be discussions for agreement. That's what communication is. Most people don't communicate, they debate. Communication is discussion with the intent to agree. So we're going to talk things out because I have to respect you have the right to think the way you think, even if I don't like it. You've got the right to say what you want to say, even if I don't want to hear it. You still have that right. And for me to deny you to say what you want to say is to disrespect you. Amen. But we're going to talk together. All right, give me my time. Yeah, this is a smart class. Don't y'all tell the other folk. (laughs) Uh, Don't dumb down on me either now. Uh, Yeah, yeah, we got a good time. Listen, listen. So you want to talk together till you reach agreement. Now, we reach agreement by not you getting your way, me getting our way, but what's best for the relationship. Everybody say agreement, agreement. Yeah, because if we can get to an agreement now, and we, we're going to arrive at the corporate man state. Number three, what about them? Number three, yes. all right. Number three is uh, let's dispel adversity. Everybody say dispel adversity. Yes. All right. Now, what this is, What this is about? Any time you have people together, you have the opportunity for misunderstanding, misguided expectations, and problems. Right, that's just a part of it. See, see when well, Lady B and I got married. We had this, we had this, you know, fairytale thing about marriage. We don't get married, we just be happy, live happily ever after, never had a problem. That ain't true. That's not life. So when nobody told us that, so we started having all these problems, we thought it was something wrong. That's just life. But here's how you do. You solve the problems and you move on. Everybody say you solve the problem and move on. The problem is folk don't like to move on. Why you have to say that about me? Why? are you doing? I'm not. Let's go on. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There are folk right now who. Oh, I mean, they're all upset about something that happened five years ago, ten years ago. Solve the problem and look. Person next. They solve the problem and move on. Oh, and move on. Move all, right, all right. All right. Number one was what? Can y'all, y'all go back, talk about it? Number one was what? Yeah. Define authority. Number two. I was going to what? Respect discussion for agreement. Number three is? spelling and thorn. All right, now, number four is I'm going to respect disciplining my attitude. So we're not going to get an agreement and I have old sour attitude because I didn't get in my way. What's the matter? Nothing, nothing. Oh, come on now. You didn't get your way, so you're trying to sour the atmosphere. Discipline. <laughs> Discipline your attitude. Check yourself. Amen. Amen. No, you are, no, you are in control of your attitude. <laughs> Jesus said it like this. When you're talk, talking, talking about being controlled, he said, let not your heart be troubled. That's right. Now, if I couldn't control that, he couldn't tell me that. That's right. oh, that's so my heart don't have to be troubled because I didn't get in my way. That's right. That's right. Amen. Everybody say, check your attitude. Check your attitude. Yeah, check your attitude. You're souring, souring the whole family. Whole, you're sitting at the table. What's wrong? I don't, know. I don't know. I ain't hungry. Yes, you are. No. That's that passive aggressive. Passive aggression. You're trying to get your you trying to let everybody know you ain't happy. You ain't for No, no. You're messing up the corporate man. We want some supernatural provisions in this family. We want some supernatural progress. We want some supernatural presence. Check your attitude. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, number one, number where am one, number one, number one. All right, number five, number five. I want uh, to respect diligent action. His diligent action. In other words, I didn't get in my way, but you're not going to know it by the effort I put forth.
1: That's right.
0: Y'all know some folk don't get that way then they just real kind of passive about what they're doing. I, no, 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 no. For unity's sake. For unity's sake. I'm going to give it my all even though it wasn't my idea. That's right. See, if I respect unity, if I respect the corporate man and respect the blessing that's going to come on my life, I can put forth this effort. Okay, I got, a, I got, I got another marriage thing coming here. Well, y'all must have some issues in this crowd.
1: some
0: issues in this crowd. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. No, no, no. Sorry. Now, I was, trained, I, you know, I was trained. You know, I was trained. I've been preaching 50 years, 52 years, going 52 years. Yeah. I started as a nine year old kid. So I was always around older preachers, older men. And that generation dominated the women. Dominate them. I tell you to jump, all you need to say is hi, hi. So I tried that on Bridget. All right, what y'all want to laugh at before? Oh, there you right, there right, there right. Yeah, I tried that on Bridget and it didn't work. So I'm not getting my way. You understand? I'm not getting my way because she won't do what I tell her to do. I start trying to tell her something to do. She tell me, you ain't my daddy. <laughs> okay. So then, now, I got to make a decision where we want to get into unity and that sort of thing. Did they dumb down on me? No, they still smart. Y'all still smart. Look at my time. Either. But I'm spending more time on this than the other, other other class. So... Isn't that wonderful? Jesus knew you were going to be here. The Holy Ghost knew you were there. And he just taking the time to steer me another way. Yes, so I can minister to you. Right, watch, watch, watch. So what I had to do was, because now I'm functioning totally different from all of my peers, all of the older guys I'm around, I mean, because my wife won a voice.
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm reading the scripture says, the same scripture they was using to dominate their wives, About, you know, submit to me, it said submitting one to another. So now, I got to have an attitude change. Are you listening to me? See, my attitude has changed now because I'm not going to be all upset because I'm not getting my way. I'm not going to be upset because she wants a voice. She wants to know things. That's right. Ooh, quiet in the house. All right, let me move on. Number what? <laughs>
1: huh?
0: <laughs> I hear somebody say, stay there, preacher, stay there. Stay there, you stay right there. <laughs> amen, amen. Well, I'm telling you, we live a supernatural life. I mean, a supernatural life. Yes, and, 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 and it's a life of integrity. I mean, I mean, and it's because we work together in one accord. Right. Do y'all have arguments? Of course, because I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> but we respect unity and we work things out. We respect the corporate man status. So we work them out so that we're always in one accord. Are right. yes. oh, you listening to me? Now, let's, let me go to this last one, and then uh, uh, I'm going to just move on, move on. Whew. But y'all been a good class. Y'all been a real good class. All right. Number what? Number one? Number six. Number six. We must respect denying our ambitions. Everybody say denying ambitions. Now, we're, we we're all created by God to want to do something and to want better. Uh, ambitions in itself is not bad. It's when ambitions are, are not bridal and not under control. Where I want what I want, I don't care who I have to step on, who I have to hurt to get it. That's when you're out of control. Or oh, you listen to me. And that'll destroy unity because that'll cause you to, to betray people. That'll cause you to stab them in the back. You follow me? So believers have to get their ambitions under control. If they're going to work together as a church, if they're going to work together individually, you got you to check your ambition. Boy, here comes another marriage thing. Now, I grew up as a boy preacher, so to me, the sun rose and set in me. Okay, 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 I'm just, to, I'm just trying to be transparent. I always got in my way. I always got in my way. You understand? Now I get married, she got some dreams. She got some stuff she wants to do. Well, I ain't never had to deal with that. Because everybody gave me my wife. My ambitions trumped everything. Now, who y'all looking at? Me. See, y'all judging me. I'm trying to help y'all. I got my stuff together. You judge me even want to. I got my stuff together. <laughs> okay. So now what I had to do is I had to harness my ambition and understand I'm not the only one in this marriage. It is obvious I need to respect her. Why? Because the Lord says He gave the woman because the man needed help. Yeah. So I realized I was—I thought I was all of that, but I needed. Oh, I got y'all with me on that one, amen. Yeah, See, ambition means one day uh, you got to—you got to check yourself. I was a young preacher, I remember this first church, I went to a lady come and ask me if I could help her grandfather. I went to this church to preach. It wasn't one ba- well, but was three people that Sunday. It, the preacher, the uh, grandfather, he didn't show because he was sick. You follow me? Well, y'all are, y'all are, y'all are more respectful than the first group. The first group laughed because I said the man didn't come to church. They laughed. I said, don't be laughing at the man. The man was sick, you understand? But, uh, so I'm there as, you know, helping the old preacher out, and uh, man, the folks start coming. Board of church filling up, you understand? I'm the new voice in the community. I'm singing. At that time, I'm hooping. Man, I mean the place is filling up, you understand? I mean, I got my whole new walk and everything, you understand? I'm, I'm blowing up, you understand? I'm really blowing up. So, uh, you know, so they got together, and the people said, we're going to retire the old man and make you the pastor. Okay, what's wrong with that? <laughs> now, the people come in to hear me. Yes, no, 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 they're coming. They're coming to hear me. They weren't coming at all. When I went there, three people. And they pre- the preacher went even there. Now y'all laughing at the preacher again. I'm about to pray for y'all. Right? So now I am, we all paying and getting him more money he never made. You understand? But the the crowd come. They come to hear me. You understand? <laughs> I'm full of myself back then. I am really full of myself. You understand? I say, I say, I'm full of myself. So uh, that was a three o'clock program that uh, we supposed to go to Well, and then that day, you know, everybody had to come, all the preachers had to come prepared to preach because it was a guy's anniversary and nobody knew who was going to preach. They would always pick somebody to preach. I knew he was going to pick me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the hottest thing in the hood. they go going to die. <laughs> God, are to pick the boy it, you understand? Before I it, you understand? So, 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 so true enough, guess who they picked to preach? I knew it, y'all said I knew it, already had my lesson and everything together, I'm ready, so, <laughs> come on now, come on now, so they got, they got ready to go out, all the preachers got ready to go out to the auditorium, the old preacher who was there, who was, uh, whose church it was, and uh, he was a friend of the old preacher I was helping, he said, uh, uh, young man, here, you, yeah, I want to talk to you, would you, uh, let everybody else go in, but I you stay in the office with me, I said, okay, sir, okay, okay, you know, I know what he want, but you so uh, anyway, he said, uh, well, I hear you're doing a good job over there with Paul. Guy named with Paul Jackson, St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church. He said, I hear you're doing a good job. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. I said, y- I understand the people are really coming. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. They're coming. Yes, sir. Yeah. He said, I understand that uh, the people want to retire the old man and make you the pastor.
1: I said, yes, sir.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: Yes,
0: sir. <laughs> so I was like, what's wrong with that? You know, and so he said, young man, don't do that. You can wait. He says, if you do that, you hurt the old man, you probably kill the old man. Don't do that. He said, listen, you can make a blessing, but you're going to miss one. And the one you miss is greater than the one you'll make. I needed that check. He checked me that day. And from that day to this day, I refuse to step on anybody to get anywhere I need to go. I'm willing to wait until God opened doors and God, are y'all listening to me? See, so, so I'm, go- I'm not going to ever be on a man's team and stab him in the back to try to get what he's got. I'm willing to wait my turn. Are y'all listening to me? Okay. Okay, let's see how they're doing. How they're doing, how they're doing that, how they're doing that. Oh, y'all got, y'all, praise the Lord. All right, go to Acts, <laughs> go, go, go to, go, go to Acts chapter, Acts chapter 16. They, they got a little slower, but I think it was the Lord wanting to minister the people, praise the Lord. Now, we respect this to the point, we respect this to the point that we work as a church and uh, we work as a church in unity, everybody say in unity. Now, for what God has for this church to do in the coming days. Now, I told y'all, I'm on assignment. I'm not just here because I need someone to preach on Sunday. I'm, in, I'm on assignment. I'm on assignment. And uh, what we did earlier, I, uh, I was on assignment because there's a building anointing on my life. No, there's a building anointing on my life. Uh, our church uh, owns uh, about a million square feet of buildings million square feet of buildings, and right at 700,000 of that, we built from the ground up. Yes. Wow. Now, that anointing was placed on my life uh, by Oral Roberts, Dr. Oral Roberts. Uh, he was at my house, and he preached in my church, and I was taking him back uh, to the airport. And I uh, sat at the airport that day. I was real tired. And uh, never forget because, you know, you know, you just can't send an Oral Roberts to the airport by himself. You follow me? I, I respected him. He had preached for me. So I'm carrying him back to the airport. I'm sitting there. And then the Lord speaks to me and says, you're in the presence of one of the greatest builders in your generation. Listen to him. Or Roberts turned to me with a twinkle in his eye and started talking to me about building. Began to lay it out to me how to start building. And then he reached over intentionally and put his hand on mine. And when he did it, now he didn't do it without a lot of declaration. He didn't do that. But when he put his hands on me, something was transferred. Fear of building left me. Faith for building came on the inside of me, and from that day, I have never been the same. Well God sent me to transfer that to your pastor today No matter what comes up, this whole, this whole message of unity, and earlier I, I talked about when we were building our first, our, our, the superstructure building, uh, how God, uh, this principle is so ingrained in the people who work around me that uh, we don't sacrifice this principle for anything. Right. Uh, the young man who builds our buildings, who built all of our buildings, uh, came to us as a crackhead addict. Not an ex-crackhead, he was crack, crack, he was fully, he's fully committed. <laughs> his wife brought him in the office one day and said, here's my husband, he on crack, you the pastor, he said he want to stop, he don't know how to stop, you the pastor, do something. And she turned around and walked out. We prayed, got him delivered and that sort of thing. And then, of course, uh, during his rehab time, he would come, and we used the same principles to, to minister, over 10,000 people got free of, uh, of uh, drug addiction uh, with our program that we had. But she would drop him off, and uh, he would uh, wash the windows and that sort of thing, kind of volunteer around church. I passed him one day while he's was washing the windows, and God spoke to him and says, "This is the young man who will build all of the buildings that I'm telling I told you to build." I'm going, God, this the best you could do? I mean, why not? It ain't like he was an ex-builder. This guy ain't built a doghouse. He don't know a thing about building. You understand? He knows zip. And God tell me he's going to use it. okay, God, this is what you want to do for me. I'll pray. (laughs) All right, so so in the first project project that came, uh, 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 he's my architect. I told the architect, listen, I'll pay you extra money to train this guy in in how to be a general contractor. He said, no, I'm not going to do it. I said, no, I'll pay you extra. I don't care what it costs, what you want. I'll, I'll pay you extra. He said, I'm not going to do it. He said, In fact, I'm not going to work with it. He says, it's me or him. I said, huh? He said, it's me or him. I said, take it back. Said, take it back, take it back. See, see, I'm from the hood. You can't give me an ultimatum. Because I've been trained. If I don't call you out today, you're going to do that tomorrow, see? So, you, you know, you get... You back me up. I got to call you. I got to call you bluff. Okay, that's too, that's too, that's, that's all right. That's right, said right. So, so I beg him. I beg him, you know, in a real Christian-like voice. I beg him. Take it back. Don't take it back. Don't put me. don't put him up in the wall like that. Him or me. You know, I said so, so he said, no, I'm not taking it back. I said, so I tell you what. It's easy choice. God didn't tell me nothing about you. But God did tell me something about him. So you're fired. Now, we're in the of building the superstructure, and uh, the superstructure, 80-some thousand square foot building. And uh, God gave me a, a finish date, the date I was to finish, and have the celebration, and it did not look like it was going to come to pass. We had all kind of fights in that building to get there. And we were on the last week, and we didn't have the ceiling finished, feeling finished. In fact, that Sunday, before the Sunday we were supposed to dedicate, I told them to lock the doors of the building. Don't let anybody in because the, the members would not be able to believe we can finish in, 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 a, in a week. And so uh, uh, I was on the road preaching that Monday, and Larry called me, and he says, uh, "Pastor, um, I just fired the ceiling guy." <laughs> now you see, I'm saying is important because without the ceiling, you you, you can't <laughs> no no you you can't set the lights in, you can't set the uh, uh, the air conditioned grid in. I mean, you got to have your ceiling grid. You understand? He fired it on a Monday. I got six days to get through for the big celebration. I got preachers coming in from all over the country. So I'm on the phone and say, fire. Why are you firing?" Pastor, he was on the job talking negative, saying we wasn't going to finish and I could not have that kind of attitude around here. So that's why I told him I ran him off. I said, okay, okay, Larry, what you gonna do? I'm gonna do what you taught me to do. I'm gonna believe God. Now, it's easy to say that when your back ain't up against the wall. You know, we can shout all that stuff out, but you know. I said, all right, Larry. (laughs) Look, ain't no time for getting out of agreement now. We were in agreement. For God to do something supernaturally, he did. He started sending people by. Independent contractors came by who worked on the ceilings. Some guys who worked at night came in the daytime. Guys who came in the daytime, some guys who worked in the daytime came at night. We were able to put three crews on it yeah. while we were working around the clock. We did three weeks' work in one week. Yeah. Everybody say something. Supernatural happens. When we function as the corporate man. All right, now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Here are the supernatural breakthroughs. When we function as the corporate man in prayer. Everybody say in prayer. Yeah, the Bible talks about in Acts chapter, uh, in, in the book of Acts, where when Peter was in jail and they were waiting to kill him, that the church went in prayer. And when the church went in prayer, as the corporate man, everybody says the a corporate man. Amen. God dispatched angel and they rescued him, and angel rescued Peter. When the church began to pray, the Bible says, and the place where they prayed was shaken because something supernatural, I'm getting ready to close, something supernatural happens when we function as the corporate man in prayer. Yeah. Amen, amen. Yeah. Now, 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 now secondly, something happens when we function as the corporate man in praise. When we praise on one chord, when we praise as the corporate man, something happens and everybody get blessed. Everybody say everybody. 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 Now, I didn't say everybody, I said everybody. everybody. Everybody get blessed. So the Bible shows us that when uh, Jehoshaphat and they all began to praise together before they went out to battle, on their way to battle, that God set up ambushments against their enemies. Are you listening to me? Little person that say God God. is about to ambush ambush. all your enemies enemies. because we're about to praise him. Come on, we're about to praise him as the corporate man. (laughs) Your enemies ain't going to know what hit them. Watch this, watch this, watch this. The Bible says they were three days carrying away the spoils. I'm trying to tell you what we're about to do in just a moment. I'm on assignment. I just didn't come here to have, you know, preach all the little sermon, you understand? I'm on assignment because we're going to function as the corporate man in just a moment. And everybody is going to get something out of it. All right, watch this, watch this. So let's take Paul and Silas. They're in jail. Midnight, they're bloody. They're beaten. I mean, and all they did was obey God. But the Bible says at midnight, they prayed. Everybody say they prayed. Yeah, They prayed as a corporate man. The two came together on one accord, praying as the corporate man. And the Bible says, watch this, and their change fell off. Oh, hold on, hold on. When they prayed, the place starts shaking. Are you listening to me? Everybody say something. In your, life in your life is about to shake loose, to shake loose. when we praise. Yeah. <laughs> watch this, watch, watch, watch this. Not only did Paul and Silas bands fall off and shackles fell off, everybody, Are yeah. oh, you listen to me, even those who didn't praise. So look to your neighbor and says, hey, hey. Something, good something good about to happen. Even if you don't praise it, I'm going, I'm going to praise him as a corporate man. A corporate man. And, you're and you're going to get blessed even if you don't open your mouth. You open mouth. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah. Watch, watch watch, watch watch. When they praised as the corporate man, watch this. Paul and Silas, they began to praise. Let's, let me tell you something else. Not only did the place shake, not only did their bands fall off, but all the doors were open. doors that's been closed in your life they're about to open the no's that you've been getting about to turn to yes because we're about to praise him are you listening to me folk about to get saved who wasn't even thinking about salvation because we are y'all ready to praise him now watch this watch this watch this here's the key. Here's the key to stand on one accord. Y'all ready for it? Here's the key. We're going to praise him in a minute, but I got to give this key. Here's the key. It's it's a message sent to us from the sunflower. Now the sunflower got its name because it follows the sun. It faces the sun. Wherever the sun goes, sunflower follows it. And what most folk don't know at night, When you can't see the sun, the sunflower senses the sun, and even when the sun goes down, it knows where the sun is. It's still following the sun. Watch it. Watch it. The way we stay on one accord is because we all choose to follow the sun, not the S U N, but the S. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. Yeah. Because if we all follow the sun, we will all stay on one accord. Are y'all ready to praise Him now? All right. Now here's how we're gonna do. Put look, the person at the next and Say, "Give me some room. Give 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 me some room. Some room uh, give me some room. Give me some room. Because we're gonna we're gonna praise we're gonna praise specifically. Uh, on three on th- everybody say on three on three alright the first thing we're going to be praising since I, I there's there some homes in here need a move of God there's some homes need a move of God and I, I know you I know you, you're looking all nice like everything's all but some of y'all left some hell at home you know I mean? no, y'all left it in the car and y'all came in but I understand that understand. But, but, but we're getting ready to praise so that God moves in your situation only God can turn hearts and only God can massage situations And when we praise them, your home may be all right, but listen, somebody else's home is about to get blessed. Are y'all ready? On three. One, two, three. God,
1: thank you. Oh, my God. we thank you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for our children. Thank you for peace. Thank you for breakthrough. In Jesus' name.
0: We're getting, getting ready, getting ready to praise him for healings to take place. Healings to take place. You've already been praying by yourself, but today we're gonna to pray, we're gonna praise him as the corporate man for your healing that it manifests swiftly. You're gonna get your miracle. Little person said, You're gonna get your miracle, you're gonna get your miracle. Yes. Hallelujah. You are about to astound the doctors. On three, are y'all ready? One. Two. Three.
1: Lord, thank you for healing. We find six and disease. these. Thank you for living. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Cancer dry up. Let be known. Every nerve. Every cell function like God designed it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hey!
0: Woo! Now, in the first service, we prayed. I laid hands on the man of God and his wife. So we made the transfer already. Yes. Yes. Now what we're going to do now is praise God for the transfer yes. that has been made on, this, on their lives. Yes. We're going to praise him because the building is coming up out the ground. Yes. Right. Everybody say it's coming up. Yes. It's coming up. Yeah, it's, it's the building is coming up out the ground. And as we work on one accord, watch this, supernatural provisions. Oh, you don't hear me. (laughs) You will lack for nothing. You will want for nothing. Supernatural progress. It's not going to take
1: as long as they say it's going to take.
0: Supernatural presence. When we walk in there, we're going to sense the presence and the... Of Almighty God, are y'all listening to me? On three, On three. Now, here's what I want you to understand: as we praise Him for building His house, yeah. we praise Him for the man of God's anointing. Yeah. It's gonna rebound back into your own life. Yeah. Now, y- y- y'all know I am a prophet, don't you? Yeah. Somebody start. Y'all gonna start getting new homes. As God's house go up, you're gonna start getting new homes. Somebody gonna reach out and grab that. Yeah. All the no's you used to get, at this church get that yes, you get your yes. One. Two.
1: Three. <laughs>
0: seated. I need you to be seated. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to ask Hass is going to come and he's going to make the appeal, but before he does that, I